Welcome to the Fighting for Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jody Blick. Today I'm excited to bring you a really fun episode, a different kind of episode that stemmed from a dream that I've had for years, a vision of gathering women in our home to build relationships, connect friends with other friends, and be encouraged around the truths of God's word as we share about his faithful work in our lives. After our big move last year, everything kind of came together in my mind, and so a couple of months ago, I hosted my first Fighting for Joy live event in our backyard. I actually recorded a podcast in my backyard with a live audience. It's something that I had seen other podcasters do, and after hosting my first one, I know why. It was so much fun and life-giving for me. At first, I didn't plan to record anything from the evening. I was kind of looking at it as an experiment. I just wasn't sure how it would go, but I ended up asking Eric at the last minute to record the last half of the evening. So on this episode, you are going to get to hear me have a live follow-up interview with my friend Kathy Delceno. Kathy was my guest on episode 32. She quickly became one of your favorite guests. Her episode is still being downloaded and replayed and shared And so as I was thinking about someone to invite to this special get-together, I thought that having Kathy give a life update and share how she continues to wane on the Lord, continues to fight for joy through loneliness, comparison, and exhaustion would be perfect. And it really was. She left my guests so encouraged and inspired and full of hope, and I know she will do the same for you as you listen today. I totally encourage you to go back to episode 32 and hear her first interview as well. But for those of you who are new to Kathy today, she's a single mom, a nursing student, and the educational coordinator for two hospitals, as well as the lactation consultant on the mother-baby floor at our local women's hospital. Okay, two last things to keep in mind as you listen. First, the sound quality will be a little different. Although I don't think it's too distracting, recording in our backyard is different than studio quality recording. (laughs) And secondly, Kathy does something totally relatable as she shares. She loses her train of thought. Relatable, am I right? (laughs) Especially when you're sharing in front of a backyard full of women that you don't know. So when I asked her if she would be okay with me putting this live conversation up as an actual episode on the podcast, mind you, after I had initially told her that I wouldn't even be recording it, She graciously gave me the okay with the caveat that I tell you all what she was trying to think of. The point she really wanted to make that kept slipping her mind was that God often gives us more than we can handle. Many of us have heard the saying, God will only give you what you can handle, or God must have known you were strong enough to endure this. Subsequently, many of us have experienced living under the pressure of wondering why we are struggling, why it hurts so much and even feeling shame and guilt for being overwhelmed. If God thinks we should be able to handle this, why are we overwhelmed? Kathy wanted to bring to light the truth of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, where we read that God often gives us more than we can handle in our human strength. He gives us more than we can handle so that we have to depend on him. Let me read this passage. The Apostle Paul writes concerning his missionary journeys, We were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, 
but on God who has the power to raise the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will again deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. Okay, so much I could dig into there. Just horrific circumstances and great desperation that made them want to die or at least feel like they were going to die. But notice that as they relied on God, as they were pushed to the point where they could no longer do it themselves and had to rely on God, they had hope. When we are crushed by the burdens we carry, we recognize more than ever our need for help, for a helper, capital H, for God to do in his strength what we can't do. I would encourage you to read the whole book of 2 Corinthians sometime and learn more about God's strength and how it is made perfect in our weakness and about how real power to deal with the brokenness of this world comes from God, not within ourselves, and that our sufficiency is from him. Who knows? Maybe I can even have Kathy come on the podcast for a third time and talk just about this concept sometime. But for now, when you get to the part where she lost what she was trying to say, This is along the lines of what she was wanting to share. Okay, so listen into this evening with my friends. And although I had to keep the gathering to only 40 ladies this time, I'm hoping to do it again and to grow the event. So if you are a local friend, let me know if you would be interested in attending something like this next year. Okay, here's my conversation, my live conversation with Kathy. Tonight I have um, my friend Kathy Del Seno here. She was on the podcast last year. Um, I sent you guys the link to um, her podcast. If you had a chance to listen, you know a little bit more of her story. Um, but if you don't, I encourage you to do that um, soon. Um, it's such a, um, an inspiring and helpful and encouraging story of God's faithfulness in the midst of the joys and the sorrows of life. Um, you know, Kathy has, has dealt with many joys and sorrows, the joys of four amazing kids. They are amazing kids. I love them. And well done, Mama. Thank you. Um, the joy of meaningful work, um, important work. She's got fruitful friendships. She's got the love and care of a great church. She's got wonderful parents. But she also has experienced the sorrows of divorce and single parenting and discovering that she has a cancer gene. Um, hip dysplasia and subsequent um, surgeries, which caused her to need um, to learn to walk all over again. Um, And now recently caring for her parents as they have both battled cancer and then the stress and worry of classwork from her schooling. So it's a lot. It's it's a lot to have all of these joys and sorrows together. But um, Kathy encourages me because she has not only survived, she has thrived. She exudes joy. She has fought for joy. She has found joy. She shares joy with others. And um, if you don't know her, you will see that tonight that she just shines bright for Christ. So all that to say, Kathy, let us know how this last year has been for you. What, um, since you've been on the podcast, give us a little update on your family, on your personal life. Um, Just how has this last year been for you? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, okay, so I think we recorded last year in October, I think, I think so September or October. I don't know if they can hear her. Can you hear, can you hear no. me? Hello? Oh, there you go. Hold okay. it right up to you. Yeah. Okay, I got to eat, go. yes, eat it. Yes, okay. yes. Um, so after we recorded, I was in the process of finish, finishing up some prerequisites for school. 
Um, so that was a little crazy. And I mean, life's always crazy with four kids and um, working. Um, so I, I kind of, I tried to write it out of like, okay, what happened over the last, you know, over the last nine or 10 or 11 months. And, um, I made it through another Christmas. So that like, for me, like when I wrote it down, that was the very first thing that I was like, I made it through another Christmas that was always a hard thing. Um, had a surprise trip on Christmas Eve. My sister called me and I was alone on Christmas Eve and I was having a little bit of a hard time. And my sister called and said, I think we need to take all the kids and get out of town. She lives in Illinois. And I'm like, I can't. I'm starting nursing school in like three weeks. I have no money. And she said, I sold some stocks. I'm buying plane tickets. (laughs) And so before, like it was three days later, we were in Florida on the beach. And it was such a, oh, it was exactly what my heart needed to go be by the water. And and not to overthink it. Because I think if I had really sat and thought about like, I'm getting ready to embark on crazy. I cannot leave town but it was so good. Um, I started nursing school. So I have two jobs. Um, So I don't think, I think I talked about that a little bit on the podcast, but I am the education coordinator at Women's and I also am now over Fremont as well. So I'm out here occasionally. Um, And then I work on the mother baby unit as a lactation consultant at a women's hospital in Omaha. Um, And so anyways, I started nursing school full time, which it's like I had spent months with this countdown. In fact, I think when I came and met with Jody, I had a countdown on my phone of how many days until I started school because I had been waiting and excited. And it was like I jumped off the high dive and it was terrifying and it was as hard as I imagined it was going to be. Um, and trying to juggle life and my kids and working and not screwing everything up and I've had a mantra, which I I don't like that word because I feel like it sounds very Eastern, but I've had this like saying of I'd rather be a B student and an A plus mom. Now, sometimes it was like I was a B minus student and maybe a B mom, but I, that, that had to be my, my focus. So sorry, girls. And thank you girls so much for coming. Um, (laughs) um, And so I started school and it just, I feel like it's really been a whirlwind. I have, I don't, I don't know that I've ever juggled as much stuff as I am juggling right now. Um, I did, I did start dating a little bit. That was weird. That was the weirdest thing ever. Um, and so, um, we roll into spring, my second son, Zach graduated from high school. So that's another big milestone. And when I was writing these things down, I wrote down, you know, like, Zach graduated and all of the things that came along with that, just with the trickiness of our family situation and planning a party. And, you know, it's a lot doing that with a spouse, but when you're by yourself and it's a lot, a lot. So, but him graduated, um, got my girls sent off on a mission trip and that was a big deal. Um, I had a very busy summer of trying to work as much as I could knowing what was coming in the fall And then we wrap up with, okay, so we went to Okaboji. One fun thing is that um, every summer we go to Okaboji. There's a couple people in here that we're all there, and it's so fun. But it's like we were in Okaboji, and then, bam, the next week I had nine days of total insanity. My... um, We got back from Okaboji. I got my girls off at school um, starting their junior year, which is such a big deal for me as a mom. I just... I I just always feel really emotional sending my kids off into the next phase and I'm so proud of them and excited for them. So that happened. Um, Two days later, my oldest son graduated from college. 
in three years, he graduated a year early and he did not even like school and he just powered through. And then the next day I moved my second son into the dorm at college, which was very hard. That was a big transition for me. Um, my son, Zach, um, has, you know, he has been kind of the man of our family and, you know, he's the one that went around at night and locked all the doors and made sure the lawn was mowed and made sure I was okay. I mean, if I worked late, he was waiting up for me. He needed to go away to college and be an 18 year old and not take care of his mom and sisters. But so that was super hard and very emotional for me. And then the next day I started school and then, um, and then like five days later, my oldest son proposed to his girlfriend. So I'm like, can we, in fact, one of a friend of ours, I saw her recently and she was like, well, congratulations on your whole life. Like everything's happening all at one time. So it's been crazy and good and, just the last like 48 hours, just to give you guys, please give me some grace. Like I have notes. I have really bad eyes. So I have like (laughs) big font so I can see, but, um, the last 48 hours of my life have been, I had an enormous test today and yesterday I've had school all week, but yesterday I had school. I took a nap. I worked until midnight. I came home. I studied till two in the morning. I got up. I took my test. I slayed the test. I got a 93, which was awesome. Um, I, I had to speak in a high school this afternoon in their child development class. It has been the most insane couple days. So just bear with me. My, I'm a little scattered. So that's what's oh, been no, going on. No. Sorry. We can you, edit that that's out. That's what's amazing. With all that you just said, you are the most put together, um, encouraging person. So thank you for saying yes. So when I was starting to kind of feel like, okay, we should just do this. I texted Kathy and I was like, Kathy, I think I want to have some ladies over and try out like a podcast thing live. Would you be willing to come and kind of give an update and share? And I'm not kidding. It was probably a minute. And she's like, yep. (laughs) And I was like, really? And so it was just another, you know, confirmation from the Lord that, um, that this night was falling together. So yeah. Okay. So that's been quite a year, yes, quite a year. Very crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you think now in your life, um, you have the hardest fought, um, where you fight the hardest for joy? Like, is there a particular area where the struggle is harder, um, where you just tend to, uh, fall into discouragement maybe? Yeah, I think that over the last couple of months, I feel like it's shifted a little bit when school started. I would say that um, the whole summer, I struggled with loneliness. Like, I cannot even, I can't even explain to you. It was so hard. Um, And so loneliness kind of paired up and coupled up with um, comparing, you know, comparing my life to other people's life and feeling like this is not fair, that you know, I, I, there's just something about me in the summer. I like, I love fall. So this is my time, but there's something about the summer and I'll, it's like all my friends. And I'm so, I mentioned this on the podcast. All of my friends have pretty healthy marriages. They're busy with their families. And I literally found myself alone this entire summer. And it was really, really hard. And, um, it just was really hard. I spent a lot of time alone 
And I was working a lot so that I could be ready for when school started because, you know, I, I can't work as much now that I'm in school. But I just, it's like I just worked and I was alone and it was so lonely and I really struggled with that. I, I feel like I just hadn't felt lonely like that in a really long time. Um, and, and then again, that comparison of, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know a lot of other people that are having to juggle the same things I am or in school. And, you know, and I, I just struggled with comparing my life and not, you know, not really finding joy. And I, I have actually today I was reading back through my journal and there was a couple days that I had written about my loneliness. And in fact, when we were in Okaboji, there was a day I had to come home to Omaha to work this, this 12 hour shift. And then I drove back to Okaboji. So I left my kids there. And when I was driving home, I cried for probably an hour and a half just because I was lonely. And I felt so like, I don't know what to do with this. And I want to be content and I want to be joyful. And I, you know, I don't want to be alone forever. And I had to listen to the podcast to see what I did to get out of it, which is, I'm not kidding. I was like, I just need to, I can't remember what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, I think those are the areas. And I will say, I'm not, I'm not feeling as lonely anymore. I think, you know, school, um, you know, school definitely is super consuming. And so that helps in not feeling, you know, not feeling quite as lonely. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been doing some fun things, so that's been helpful, but just not, you know, I, I just, I feel like that's something over and over again that I can fall into this comparison of nobody else's life looks like mine and they're not experiencing the hard that I am. And, you know, I don't know. I, I've, I've had a few, I, there was one day specifically, I remember my girls, I don't know if they remember this, but we were sitting, we came home from church on a Sunday and I was feeling so overwhelmed. And I had talked to a friend that was kind of talking about some stuff going on in their life. And I came home and I was like, I am dealing with so much stuff. And like, like they just have one thing and I have 15 things and I'm all by myself. I mean, I had a total pity party and I cried and I was super upset. And so that is probably where my biggest struggle has been. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. So. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yes. And I think, um, I think that is also just a lie from the enemy that whenever we are in the midst of something really hard, we feel like we're the only one mm -hmm. and that's isolating. And that makes us kind of pull in inward. And, um, so I'm proud of you for, um, for not doing that. And, um, you said before that you kind of keep that phrase, the comparison is the thief of joy, thief of joy which I think we can all relate to, too. I remember the first um, Christmas after Jackson died when I was getting everybody's Christmas cards in the mail. I had that same... I was like, everybody else's family is together. Everybody else has all their children. Everybody else... And it's not true. It's just that those were the ones who were still sending cards, you know? And, but that's kind of... I mean, I kind of got into a dark place feeling like this is not fair. We are the only people I know who don't have our whole family together. And... So similarly, you know, to feel like I'm the only one who's lonely here, I'm the only one who is juggling all of this, um, can make us kind of pull inward and feel a little more isolated even on top of that. But when you're feeling that way, when you're comparing your life to other people, when you're feeling lonely, um, I would love for you to share a couple of examples of things that you do to kind of fight through that and to, to find joy in the midst of it. I think that was one of the 
favorite things that people loved you shared on the podcast, which yours was one of the most downloaded episodes. People loved it because you were willing to share in the middle. I think a lot of times people are ready to share when they kind of are on the other side of something hard, which is great. I mean, we can learn a lot from God's faithfulness in that and see how he does redeem and restore and, um, you know, kind of bring beauty from the brokenness, I think. Um, but you were willing to come and say, I don't know. I don't know. Things are not figured out yet, but I'm sure fighting for joy. And you gave so many practical things. So are you still doing those same things? Are you doing new things? Um, just share a couple things that maybe in the last week or a couple months you've been doing to fight for joy when you feel lonely or, um, overwhelmed. Okay. So we won't, I won't give you the example of the last week because I have been like, (laughs) I have been like a crazy person with, you know, my, you know, my underwear on fire. So I haven't been doing much other than surviving. Um, but I will say that, um, you know, f- just spending time with God and making time. Now it doesn't happen the same. Like when I came on the podcast, I had more time. I, I again, like this is not uncommon. What happened last night that I worked till midnight. I was up till two. I had to get up at six thirty. So I feel like, um, I feel a lot of grace right now that it's like, God's not like, Kathy, you are not spending the time with me, but it's just really sweet. The times that we, I feel like I have cried out a lot of God. I desperately need you. I, I can't, I I need you. I, I don't have it in me. Um, I not that long ago was taught. And so one of the beauty, this is a little going off a little bit, but one of the beautiful things about the podcast I, I just, you know, it was hard. I felt like I, um, I, I dug up a lot of stuff. And when that day when Jody and I finished, I went home and slept for like three hours and I was exhausted just from crying and praying and just praying that I would, I, I just wanted God to be honored. I wanted to be cautious in what I said. I didn't want to dishonor anybody. Um, and so I just was absolutely exhausted and I was so unprepared for like people showing up at my door, like that I didn't know saying, oh my gosh, I have been having such a hard time. And I saw that, I mean, like literally the next day I was taking a nap and my son came in and said, mom, there's some woman at the door. And I went to the door and she was crying and I got to pray with her. I actually have those Red Sea rules books. I keep a stack of them because I love them. And so I just you know, thankfully she came in, I prayed with her and gave her a book, but I was so unprepared for, I was just unprepared for all of that. Oh gosh, where did my brain go? Okay. Give me a second. Um, oh goodness gracious. I lost it. Took a three hour nap. Oh, the podcast. Oh my goodness. Stuff that I did. Anyways. Um, I, yeah, I I don't even know where I was going with that, but, but yeah. So I, um, I, you know, do some devotions. I love that Bible app, um, has been so encouraging. And I found that if I start doing one and I don't like it, I feel total freedom to be like, eh, I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm moving right along. Um, and so, um, I still do my thesaurus thing. Um, that is huge for me. I am such a big words person. And so that's something that I do quite frequently as I find a verse and I tear it apart. I hope that's not being like irreverent. I was thinking of that the other day. Like, hopefully I'm not like, you know, I know there's some people that are like total King James, don't mess with it. And I'm like, I'm messing with it a little bit. So hopefully that's okay. (laughs) Um, 
I've been doing that. Um, I still love my worship music. Um, oh, it's coming to me now. Okay, so I was telling somebody the other day. Oh, man, I lost it again. Okay, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. We can all okay. relate. Okay. <laughs> if it comes back, I will tell you. It was meant to be. Maybe I wasn't meant to say it. But um, <laughs> the worship music has been really, really good for me. Um, and, you know, I just find some songs, and I, it's like, all right, Lord, what do you want to say to me through this? Um, I still take naps. My naps are like really intense naps, which in the, in the, it's just been super healing for me. That's been so helpful. Um, in the wintertime, I took a nap almost every day. Like I would be again up till one, back up at six, take a nap. And that was how I was able to stay sane and nice to my family is by taking naps. Um, one thing that this summer, well, I had a couple goals for my summer because I knew that life was going to get real insane. Um, and that is that I wanted to learn to crochet and that's something I've always wanted to learn how to do. And I felt like it would be good for my mind. Um, and I, I, I need to find someone to really teach me how, so I've just watched some YouTube videos and I did, I brought it with me. I'll hold it up at the end. I'm going to drop everything if I pick it up, but I, it's really small. In fact, I promised Krista that she got to have the first thing I made. Um, but it's, it's not really pretty and it's, it's purple. It's kind of ugly, but I was, I'm like, by golly, I am finishing this thing of yarn, whatever that thing is called. Okay. 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 Um, yes, I brought it with me. Let me find it. It's not very, it's kind of underwhelming. It's not very big, but I worked really, really hard. There it is. And it's not even even, but I just needed to do something with my hands. Um, I have tried to be really purposeful in being with people and that's been hard. Like I said, I've been in the season of loneliness of, you know, having to say, Kathy, reach out to some people. And if the first three people say no, like it's okay. And that has been really hard because I don't have like a fallback, you know? And so that, um, yeah, so that's been kind of tough, but I, again, the worship music, I'm just so wanting that thing to come back to my head because it was good. Anyways, it will come. If it comes back, you can, you can. Yeah, I know. I'll just bust it out yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> or it'll come to me at three in the morning. So yeah. Well, you always do encourage me, um, in God's word. And I know that's like you said with the Bible app and, um, picking apart verses and just really going deep. Um, so in preparation for tonight, I asked you to kind of pick maybe a passage mm -hmm. or a verse or something that you've been running to um, lately. So will you kind of share something that's been particularly encouraging and then maybe even explain like how it's encouraging to you? Yep. So there's actually two of them. So sorry, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to hit two. Um, so there are two, and the first one um, is Matthew six twenty five. I love this verse, and I will tell you the Kathy the Kathy version in a minute here. So, so therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Okay, so I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to add in the things that I was thinking when I when this verse became really big who you will marry, um, how you look without those spanks on, if you will pass that test, um, if my kids are going to make good decisions, um, if it's always going to be like this, will I get it all done? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. 
they do not they do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they and you know we go on and on and on each i i could keep going it's so good but that is something that i really have run to and i've put those things in that place kind of my own little mad libs of you know don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about all of these things of passing the test of what's going to happen next because my mind can get into this whirlwind. Um, even in the wintertime, I was reading through my journal and, you know, there was a lot of turmoil happening in our world everywhere. And I work in a hospital. There's a lot of turmoil. I take care of COVID patients. That's hard. There's a lot of feelings as far as that goes. And, you know, I have a hard time going to bed sometimes because those things are heavy on my mind. And it was like, okay, don't, I can't worry about these things. God cares about, he, he cares about every little thing. Um, even the thing of like tonight, I was telling Jody, I was nervous, but then I was like, what am I going to wear? I've been thinking about what I was going to wear. And you know, like those kinds of things that we just get, our mind gets so wrapped up in and I don't feel like God is looking down on me in this fresh, you know, being frustrated of like, come on, Kathy, like, why are you worrying about these things? But I feel like it is this gentle hand that sits on my shoulder and says, honey, don't worry about it. It's okay. And so anyways, that's, that's so good. Yeah. One of the verses. That reminds me of um, Pastor Jim at church recommended the book, Gentle and Lowly. And it talks about that, that, you know, when we are struggling, when we are hurting, that's, I mean, God is not looking at us thinking, get your act together. What's wrong with you? Why are, you know, but that's when he draws near. That's when he pulls us close. That's when he does come with his tender love and care and, and reminds us that um, he does see us in all of the little details of our life. But good outfit choice, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Did you have yes, I do have one more. And this is one that I actually shared with Jody. Um, so, you know, she had did send these questions a couple days ago and I felt like I had so many things happening I just could not even go there yet, which I, I didn't want Jody to feel like, oh my gosh, Kathy's, you know, she's teetering on the edge. She doesn't even know what she's going to say. And I, I just had so much stuff happening. And I woke up, thankfully that night I had gone to bed at 11, but I woke up at three, just my brain everywhere, thinking about, you know, my tests that I had coming up in a couple days and thinking about this. And I, I went to the bathroom and I was like, Lord, I, I like, this is going to have to be you. Like I, there is nothing. I, I feel like I am hanging by a little thread and you know, this has just got to be you. I, I, I can't, I, I can't muster anything up. I, I feel like I'm kind of scattered and crazy right now. And you know, I have a saying that I have been saying for a while. Um, in fact, in my nursing school, I could be everybody's mom. So I am the, I'm the like school mom to all of the girls, which I love. Um, and Last year, well, in the wintertime, we had a couple days. We had some girls that were freaking out. And I'm so thankful for, you know, being a little bit older, little sparklies in the hair, you know. Um, and I gathered a couple of them up, and I was like, girls, this is like eating the elephant. We can't eat the whole elephant in one sitting. We can eat it one bite at a time. So I want you to take a piece of paper and make a list and put it on the fridge. And they're like, Really? a paper, we write it out. And I was like, yes. And then you see it and you cross it off because it's one bite at a time. 
And so anyways, the last probably like eight or nine months, um, there is a verse that we all know, um, Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And the thing that has really spoken to me about that verse is that, you know, the verse says it's a lamp to my feet. It does not say that it's a floodlight that's going to show a mile down the road and we're going to see everything that happens. It is saying there is a lantern, a lamp that tells you where your feet step next. And so I have, that's just been where I've, that's where I'm at is, Lord, show me the very next step. What do I need to do next? When I, when my head starts spinning. So even in thinking about this, I told Jody, you know, I needed to get through like literally at five o'clock tonight. I was like, all right, I need to go in my room and figure out. I need, I like, Lord, I need you to show me what to say because I haven't had time to think. And just that he is, he has promised us that he is going to be the lamp to our feet again, not the floodlights that shows what happens five years from now. Like, I'm not going to see what happens five years from now, but he's showing me right now, this is what I need to do. He's showing me right now that he is faithful. I'm not seeing it five years from now, but that the little, you know, all of these little trusting him has kind of flexed that muscle and helping for what's going to come. I love that. Thank you, Kathy. Grace for today and clinging to that. It's so, so helpful. Okay, so we're going to wrap up. Um, our time with Kathy. So looking out, you know, all of these people, as I texted them to come tonight, um, I know many of them have their own joys and sorrows in life. So what would you like them to take away from your time of sharing tonight? What would you like to say to them um, for them to think on? Um, I really think that last, that last little piece, that's what I got in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. was that it, you know, whatever you have going on, whether it's something going on with your kids, young or old, or something going on with marriage or finances or health, that you really bring that to the Lord and let him be the lamp to your feet, not necessarily like three miles down the road, not being discouraged or frustrated that he's not showing you, but really just trusting, um, and I think even with myself in finding that God is so good in the journey and in the process, you know, I would not wish the last, you know, probably 10 years of my life on anyone, but I'm so thankful. I am so, so grateful and I'm happy to be on this side of that. I mean, that not always easy, but so I would encourage you if you are walking through something that is really hard that you just it feels frustrating that you can't see beyond that you stop and say, all right, Lord, what, what are the gifts? What are the beauty? What, what have you provided around me? That is such a good gift in the, where I'm at right now. Yeah. So, so beautiful. Okay. Don't you guys think she has a gift of sharing? She, very well spoken. So fun. And so, um, just bright and shining for the Lord. So thank you for sharing Kathy, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, she would like to pray. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. God, I just thank you so much for this beautiful night that we can all gather together. And God, I thank you that you have made us to need each other. Um, I thank you that even though we don't all know each other, I just, 
I thank you that we can come and be around each other, that we can experience you together. God, I pray for each woman here and Eric um, that you would just go with them in their life and their lives and whatever whatever they're wanting you to be that lamp for. God, I pray that they would experience you and um, and just sense you all around them. And for those places that we want you to show all the way down the road, I pray that we would have grace. I pray that we would see you moving and working. God, we love you and we thank you. God, I thank you so much for Jody and just for her heart and, and the encouragement um, that she is for so many people. And God, I just ask that you would bless her for opening up her home tonight. And again, we thank you for such a wonderful evening. Amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fighting for Joy podcast. I just want to remind you that I am still partnering with Faithful Counseling this season to help bring you quality online Christian counseling. Use my code at faithfulcounseling.com slash fightingforjoy. You will find out more there and receive 10% off. I can't say it enough, but quality counseling is a worthy investment such a powerful tool in the fight for joy in the midst of this broken world. Again, check it out at faithfulcounseling.com slash fighting for joy, or just send me a message and I will get you the direct link. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. If you were helped or encouraged by this episode, please share it with others. I would also love for you to find me on social media. You can connect with me and others who are listening on my Fighting for Joy podcast page on either Facebook or Instagram. You can also send me an email at fightingforjoypodcast at gmail.com. Podcasts have been such a lifeline for me in grief and one of the top ways that my soul is recharged and encouraged on a weekly basis. I truly hope that this podcast will do the same for you. Keep fighting for joy.